Welcome to Talking Tuesday. I am your host, Fancy Quant, and today we are going to talk about the king of crap. So yeah, you've heard me correct. Um, <laughs> this entire podcast season here, season three, getting down to business, uh, a lot of you don't know that I have an entire career before my career in quantitative finance uh, and banking and all that. And so understanding where I came from, understanding who the king of crap is, Understanding how this all gets put together, I think is very, very important as this is kind of the backstory on how I became an expert. So yes, a leading global expert in a completely different field. Um, But let's just dive on in here into the story. And this really started, so you have to go back to when I was a kid. You have to go back to who my father was, my dad here. Uh, My dad's name is Nick. So when I started out, um, my dad actually worked a bunch of random jobs uh, my dad went to college, he never finished, um, and he ended up getting into kind of brick and block industry, doing sales, doing, um, again, quality control, for example. And then we start, we moved in, I guess it was like 92, uh, from California up to Washington State. My dad had this interview with a company called CXT. So CXT stands for Concrete Crossing Ties. Um, they just made railroad ties for the rail industry, and again, they're all precast concrete. They last significantly longer than you know doing the standard wood ones that are soaked in like oils um, and tar and whatnot. But he interviewed for this job. They wanted to find someone to do product development, to do something similar in concrete, kind of like that same precast, post-tensioning, I don't know, something similar in precast, something to diversify their products, which is really, really smart. And you'll see why here as we get going. Um, but they needed somebody that was an expert to do this. Okay, my dad's background is in brick and block, which is interesting. And perhaps you'll see as it plays in later, CXT ends up adding a block and paver division. Um, So again, it kind of ties into that, right? They do a whole paver division. I don't think they covered block, but anyways, so he gets this job. They want him to diversify and create a completely new product, but it needs to be similar. Uh, My dad ends up coming up with precast concrete, structures, but mainly restrooms. So again, right, so thinking back to this here, uh, this comes down to the fact that parks, cities, um, national parks right in the middle of nowhere, they need restrooms, but a lot of times they're built out of different materials, for example, like wood, they get burned down, Um, I don't know, they're destroyed by the elements, you need something out of precast. And so my dad actually came up with, and there are already people in the industry making these, so it's not like he invented this, but He came up with the design for precast concrete restrooms. Um, Again, nobody knew who they were. They weren't a big player in the game. They just created this brand new product. Uh, My dad's told a ton of stories here about going down to like shows, for example. Nobody knows who they are. Uh, I remember my mom talking about uh, driving with my dad around the country on the West Coast specifically with basically these little pictures. So think about like a disposable camera and you got photos made and like having little like drawings and things, trying to explain to people like you have this product, it's amazing, it's 10 times better than what's out there, and you know, you need this product, but yeah, we've never made it. So it was a real rough struggle for my dad getting going uh, and doing this entire division. Um, But for me, so tying me into the story here, I grew up as a kid traveling with my dad. So when we would, for example, spring break would come up, or I don't know, some different type of summer break would come, Uh, I would actually go with my dad a lot of times just traveling across the country. So we would get in the car, so we'd leave Washington State, and we'd drive, you know, let's say to California, and then we might stop in, I don't know, Arizona or somewhere, 
A lot of times we would drive to like Colorado, for example, Utah, you know, we'd go cover all the West Coast in a car and we would just stop and see customers along the way. So this is where I kind of started getting involved in precast concrete restrooms. It started as a kid. Um, as I got older and older, my dad would take me, for example, to shows. So we'd go to these giant conferences, conventions, right? Uh, the National Parks and Recreations, so NPR, National Parks and Rec, NPR, whatever. Um, they have these conventions. I would go, for example, to like the Staples Center in LA. I would go to, I remember going to one in, um, for example, in Colorado. I went to one in Salt Lake City. Um, but I would go to these shows with my dad and I'd be standing behind this booth, you know, smiling, kind of being involved. And I learned a lot about the restrooms and these buildings because they also build uh, utility buildings, which are for storage, for example. But I would be at these shows. I would kind of see the customers. When we travel across the road, we'd go in and meet with like, you know, the BLM or, you know, National Parks or the city of, I don't know, city XYZ. So I don't know, city of Denver, city of, I don't know, Catalina, something like that. Uh, we would go and we'd meet with them. And I was just sitting there and people are kind of surprised, right? You bring a kid with you, I don't know, seven-year-old kid, eight-year-old kid, 10, 12-year-old kid, whatever. Um, and I would come with them and I would just be there sitting there listening. My dad would talk about restrooms and the advantages and the product design and everything. And over the years, my dad's customers, or at least a lot of them actually know who I am. Uh, they would ask about me, right? You know, how's Dimitri doing? I remember when he was, you know, I don't know, eight years old, he came to our office. My dad would be like, oh, wow, you know, he's grown up. He's, I don't know, 22 years old. He's married. He's off at college doing all this stuff. And so for me, it's kind of inbred, learning the business, kind of being involved um, even at the office, so I'd go to my dad's office as well. I knew the majority of all of my dad's colleagues. I could tell you their names. I could tell you their backgrounds somewhat. I could tell you what they did. I can tell you a lot about them. Uh, but again, I grew up in that atmosphere of my dad building this division here at CXT. Uh, but one of the big advantages here is that CXT ended up in a bad position where they were just giving a little bit of money to the building division and it was struggling and they couldn't get it off the ground. And then you had... Um, the ties division, which had all the money, all the profit, that's where all the focus was as the business. And that's fine and dandy, but they didn't really get a lot of attention on the building division. And then it came down to a point where they lost the Burlington Northern Santa Fe contract. So Burlington Northern Santa Fe is the big company. So Burlington Northern is one company, Santa Fe is another one. They ended up getting merged together. Um, they had massive contracts with them to build all these ties, right? There's not a lot of companies in the US that buy ties. So as soon as they lost that contract, uh, CXT was screwed. There's nothing they could do. And so John White was the CEO of CXT, and I'll probably talk about him later as well. Uh, comes from the UK. I believe he's British. I think he comes from uh, England, but I'm not quite sure. Anyways, he's an amazing CEO, an amazing executive, and he's done a lot with CXT. But he came to my dad and said, hey, like we've lost this contract for ties. Do you think you can make it fly with restrooms here? So my dad's like, yeah, we can do this, right? It's no big deal. We can just, basically we need more funding though. We need more marketing. We need more space to actually build buildings. We need to set up a better assembly line for painting and welding and casting and everything. And so basically the shift went from ties and it went into the building division. Uh, my dad ended up building that out and becoming the largest precast concrete restroom company. Um, so yes, they were a leading industry. They were the gold standard for many, many years. Yeah, and my dad was the number one salesperson outselling all of his colleagues combined. Uh, my dad's well known in the industry. And so going back to kind of this kid atmosphere here, right? I knew the competitors. I sat with them. I went to their booths. I talked to them. 
anyways, and so getting to know all these different people, getting involved with the industry, kind of growing up alongside this, I've slowly just become a restroom expert. And there's not a lot of them out there, right? There's not a lot of industry out there, but there are a lot of companies, precast companies that do concrete that want to get into it. And I won't mention the crappy companies out there, but there's a lot of companies that make trash product that want to get into it. They don't know how to get into it. Um, For example, they'll get involved in it. They'll spend some money, but they never really understand the products. They don't understand the designs. They don't understand the complexity behind these restrooms. And yes, it's a crapper, right? It's, It's a concrete box basically with a toilet in it. Uh, there's ones with no running water, there's ones with running water and plumbing and everything, right? There's a lot to it and a lot of people don't understand that. And so as a kid growing up, I started like learning all this information, right? Like what is, what's, what's SST? It's a sweet smelling technology, it's science. It was developed by the US Forest Service, for example. There's actually a paper on it. Um, again, talking about durability of products, ADA is a huge thing. So some customer, some products don't meet ADA or they allow crappy standards, for example, like a T-turn for a wheelchair. If you're asking anybody in a wheelchair, doing a T-turn is a pain in the backside. Uh, having a full radius where you can actually spin your wheelchair, get in, get out, you know, use the restroom and be done. These are all big things. And so I've learned these over time as I've grown up as a child. This is kind of the main point here, but I've done so much as a kid on the business side of this, which is kind of interesting. And then CXT ended up getting bought out by So the reason for this is John White, so the CEO, as well as a lot of the other executives, were all getting older, Um, makes complete sense. They wanted to retire, so they sold it. Uh, My dad stayed with the new company, which I won't mention on here by name, but they bought it. Uh, They didn't do so well with it. My dad tried to explain to them what to do to make it better, to make it more profitable. And then they ended up just running it kind of into the ground somewhat. Uh, they fired my dad because he outsold everybody else. So if you watch some of the other podcasts, you might kind of recognize this story here. But, you know, my dad was so focused and he's so involved with building, designing, selling, marketing, um, restrooms and, you know, structures in general, that what happened was my dad didn't see the writing on the wall. My dad was convinced, you know, that the profitability was the focus. If he was bringing in this great money, he can make it happen. Um, didn't end up happening. The politics wiped him out and screwed him over. So he ended up being let go. I was, I think, a junior, getting ready to sign up for my junior year or something like that. Uh, in high school, I remember, I think it was like 2005, somewhere around there. Um, so my dad left. And my dad didn't know what to do at that point. And so he ended up starting another business. So he started this own venture. And this is where um, my expertise in business really kicks in here. Uh, in 2006, they started a company called Park and restroom structures. Uh, so again, my dad, my parents are one investor out of a total of 10 investors total. They started it, created it. It's no longer operating or running as a business, which we'll talk about later in this series. Uh, but at that point, I really dove in and started learning all the hands-on nitty gritty components of restrooms and business. This is where my expertise comes from. So I started out, right? I had I don't know, I was in high school. I had no clue what I was doing. Um, I was actually doing all the manual labor and I helped with some of the office kind of tasks. But really it was like, Dimitri, can you run and pick up parts for us? Um, Here's some paperwork. Can you just take this paperwork to this other office and they'll sign some stuff and bring it back? Right, I wasn't doing anything of, I don't know, great value at that point. But I was doing the manufacturing. So I started learning from the guys, the production guys, you know, how to cast concrete, how to set up rebar in the forms, you know, what Yuko bar was, for example. Uh, easy chairs, snap chairs, all that. Uh, I learned all the design work, all the embeds, because I hand built the entire process. So I learned how to do all the casting, 
I learned how to do the assembling. I learned how to do the finishing. So yes, I was doing everything from painting to patching to caulking. I was doing the entire bit here on the manufacturing side. Uh, and then eventually through college, this is where a lot of my expertise came in, right? I'm getting a business degree at the exact same time as I'm working um, due to company dynamics and things shifting and us running out of money, for example, I started diving in and helping out. So I was doing accounting while I was actually learning accounting. Uh, I was doing corporate finance. I was meeting with investors. I was pitching ideas, going through financials, for example, at the year end meetings because I was already doing that in school at the same time. Um, ended up doing a lot of other stuff we'll talk about later, like building models and enhancing and do automation within a small company, for example, beating out people on the marketing side, doing you know SEO, search, opt- search engine optimization. Uh, so I did a lot of stuff and I grew along with this, but the big advantage here was that I had all this hands-on learning throughout the industry. And so we ran this business and it kind of worked and it kind of didn't work. We had a lot of failing points and I'll talk a lot about these in other videos really describing what worked and what didn't work. And one of the biggest advantages I had was essentially like a testing company, right? Um, My dad would disagree with me consistently. Uh, He was the president, he was on the board, he ran it. There was a bunch of other investors. There was other board members at a few different points in time. So I got to work and sit down with investors. I got to talk to other CEOs and executives of businesses. We got advice from executives from other firms, right? I had a lot of these interactions here, but it was a big advantage for me to learn all of this. And coming back to this, right, I'm standing here at the age of, I don't know, 18, 19. I can go to shows. I can set up for my dad. I can put the booths out. Customers come and talk to me. I can tell them exactly which restroom is better, why our products are better, which one you need. Um, I can talk all about the integrated parts within these, for example. So which types of paint sealers are you using on your restroom? That makes a vast difference because this competitor doesn't actually use these products. I'll explain why they fail and I'll explain why our product's better. I can tell you everything from, for example, back in the day, I've forgotten a lot of it now, but I can tell you about ADA, what met ADA, what didn't meet ADA. Uh, A lot of things and products are very specific to features. So is the product easy to clean? Um, Is it durable? Is it gonna last? Where are the products going to fail? How long is it gonna take before they fail? Um, When are the competitors' products going to fail? Why is your product better than the competitors? How do you make your product better? All these things came down to it. And so probably by the age, I would say of probably about 18, I was one of the leading experts and I still remain one of the leading experts uh, in the restroom industry. So think about restrooms in general, not just toilets like in a house, but Restrooms that go out to like parks and city usage, so modular kind of structures here. Um, but there's not a lot of experts in it. The field's not very big. There's not a lot of expertise. Like I mentioned, there are a few big names out there, right? But it's kind of sinking down. There's not a lot of competition left because it's just not being done right anymore. Um, but who is the king of crap, right? My dad is the king of crap. It's just quite amazing to see my dad go from no right, no college degree building an entire division, uh, becoming a leading expert on this. So my dad is known across the entire industry. Uh, The customers know him, right? Our competitors know him, the suppliers know him. My dad can get on the phone and call up, so I won't say who, but he can call up specific suppliers that started companies that make specific products for our restrooms. They know who my dad is, right? My dad can pull strings and say, I need to talk to, you know, the owner of the company and they can make it happen. My dad is the king of crap though. My dad is the largest expert. We have the far most expertise. And that being said, I've learned a lot from my dad and that's how I've became one of the best in the industry, really understanding the products, right? It was so beneficial for me 
talking to customers, for example, I think a lot of corporations don't do this, right? They think, oh, your salespeople just go out and they sell stuff and this is what we make and you can deal with it. My dad's always kind of rocking the boat, especially politically within corporations. But my dad wants to know, why is the product suck? Why is it not better? Why, like, what can we do to make this the best thing you would ever want out there? And my dad has hundreds of stories and my dad's a storyteller. So a, I don't know, a story that would take two minutes to tell you the, the moral of. It can be an hour story with my dad. But he'll tell you about meeting with customers, customers saying, this product sucks, I hate it, I'm not gonna buy it, I don't wanna buy, for example, even precast restrooms, I don't care who's making it, it's garbage, I don't want it. And then my dad going out there and figuring out exactly what they want, tailoring their products, changing them, and making them even better. Um, So again, my dad is definitely the the leading expert. That's just how it is, you can ask around the industry. Um, I've learned a ton from my dad, And so I've become this really weird niche (laughs) expertise on essentially precast, prefabricated restrooms uh, and utility buildings as well. Um, I know a ton about concrete because of it, but that's how my story kind of got going. This episode is just to give you kind of that little bit of a light to show you where we're starting from, right? It's not exciting to work at a restroom company, right? When I say, oh, my dad's the king of crap, it sounds kind of like rude and disrespectful. And yet people, even with reviews of my resume, when I used to have on their park and restroom structures, which is the company I worked for, um, they would say, Dimitri, you can't have restrooms on the resume. You know, we don't like it in finance and banking. It looks unprofessional. And they go on and on and on. Guys, it's an actual business. It's an actual industry. Somebody's got to do it. There's a lot more to it than you think. So again, becoming an expert on any specific topic is so challenging because you really have to get down to the nitty gritty details. You have to do things differently and that's where the expertise comes in is why is your product better? How do you differentiate it? And these are key components for running any business, right? Even in finance, you have loans, for example, why is your loan better? Are your rates more competitive, right? Do you have extensions programs? Do people know about the extension programs? How is your branding? How is your reputation, right? This all works on trading side, hedge funds, banks, any type of corporation, manufacturing or not, is how do you really get into those nitty gritty details? How do you become a true expert in that? And that is where this story is gonna start. But that I hope lays kind of the background for you guys. So you guys see that, okay, Right, it's, it's not like I just went out and got a job, right? I actually learned this from a kid, from being a child, all the way up through high school, through college, learned on hands-on experience and kind of grew my expertise both on the business side as well as on product specialty in the restroom industry. So anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And as always, until next time.